0: You gotta give me the shield, man.
1: So that's what this is. He almost got me. You made a mistake. You don't want to do this? Yeah, we do.
0: Popheads! Welcome to issue 152 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you from Sam Wilson's family boat. I've charged it for a little evening cruise. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Remember, the best way to follow us is on social media. We are at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. If you are listening via Apple Podcast, if you could take the time to give us a incredible five star review, that would be incredible. Those five star reviews are insanely helpful in getting the word out about what we're doing and, uh, 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 you know, fighting that algorithm. That that recommends podcasts to people. You know, we want to get our name in that mix. We want to get recommended to people when they open up their podcasting app. So those re- those reviews, your 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 praise uh, does so much to to help that happen. And I will be eternally grateful for it. All right. So hey, we're back today. We have episode five of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is episode. This episode is titled Truth. And yeah, I think it's a pretty appropriate title for, for this episode as a, a lot of our characters have to discover uh, their own truths about themselves and who they are and who they want to be moving forward. And uh, once again, joining me for this episode, we will be linking up with my brother, Mark, who is watched the episode and is ready to comment about it. Uh, it's, it's a unique... I don't want to say it's a unique episode necessarily, but I was a little surprised, and I'll talk to Mark about this in more depth. But I was surprised by the extent of which they pump the brakes in this episode. I thought... I thought we were kind of doing this thing. where We were ramping up the the, the, the tension and the action episode by episode, and uh, it wasn't quite the case in this episode. And and that's not to, to diminish. Excuse me. This is not to uh, diminish what this episode is and what this episode had to say, because it's still, I think, a very very enjoyable episode, as our characters Sam and Bucky, in particular, uh, have to have to kind of come to terms with with things, with who they are, what the world is, and. Uh, who they want to be in the new world coming moving forward, as I kind of said. And even Walker has to figure out what he's going to be in the world now. And obviously the Flag Smashers are trying to get the world to go back to the way it was, and they want to set things back. So we will talk about that all with Mark. And I'm really, really looking forward to that. So get ready for that part of the conversation. But before we do that, we have to thank the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can join at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation and gain access to all the super sweet bonus content. Just dropped a new Patreon-only episode yesterday. I got to talk a little bit about uh, some Game of Thrones stuff coming up and and, uh, all the casting news for Indiana Jones 5. Ari, how are you feeling about Indiana Jones 5? Well, we can talk a little bit about it on that episode. Thank you to our current patrons, the... Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of the Ringing in Air, a great music podcast. Check it out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wagamer, and our very own Joker and Holly Quinn on, uh, <laughs> our very own joker and Holly Quinn Brian and Krista Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California, providing lovely little beers that I may or may not be drinking on this episode. Spoiler alert! I will be drinking their beers on this episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, so let's get into the conversation. It's it's going to be it's it's going to be an interesting one. I'm I'm very curious. Mark's take on this episode. I have some thoughts. Not everything is a, a ring glowing praise in this episode. I do I did have some uh, critiques, but by and large, another great episode. I've I've really been enjoying the show. I've really been happy uh, with the character development in this show in this series, and I can't wait to see how it finishes up. But we got to talk about the penultimate episode in just a moment. And before we do that, hey, sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts and buckle up again. Here we go. They will never let a black man be Captain America. And even if they did, no self-respecting black man would ever want to be. All sure. right, joining me once again... From his home in Los Angeles, California, my brother Mark is here. How are you today, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks once again for for joining uh, us on this on the on the TomCast podcast, so we can continue breaking down Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're on episode five, man. We're almost there. Yep. The penultimate episode today. Truth. That's the name of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got that. <laughs> uh, before we get into uh, what well, you know our bar breakdown, uh, the, the the question must be asked: uh, Are you are you having a fine beverage today?
1: Yes, um, it's one I've had on the show before. I'm having indie brewing companies O'Malley's Irish Stout.
0: Very nice, very nice. And I'm having from Pariah Brewing Company right here in San Diego, California. It is called Only Nineties Kids Will Get This IPA. And it is a hazy IPA with Citra Amarillo. I'm sorry, Citra Apollo uh, hops in it, and uh, it's quite nice. And it's covered in this, uh, like the kind of art that you might have drawn in your composition notebook back in the day, Mark. Oh yeah, what what what's it got? It's got like some Ninja Turtles on there, Game Boys, uh, like an old N64 controller, stuff like that.
1: Okay, well, I wasn't into drawing Game Boys and Nintendo
0: controllers, but definitely Ninja Turtles. How about a super soaker? No. Furbies? No. Rollerblades? No. (laughs) All right, well, some 90s kids uh, will get this beer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, I get it, but, (laughs) Let's All right, let's let's get into the show here, and, and, you know, full, in case, you know, you don't know, Already, a spoiler alert has been you know sounded for you. I mean, we, that, that's all we do on the show right now is we just talk about everything that happened. So, if you haven't watched the show, well, hey, t- tough, tough luck. <laughs> Turn off this podcast. Right. Mark, Mark, what did you what did you think of this episode? what What were your What were your uh, big big thoughts and takeaways from this one?
1: Overall, I liked it, but there was some stuff in it that I thought was a bit silly.
0: Okay. Okay. I are you are you talking about the boats? Talking about the
1: boat and I'm talking about a very underwhelming mon, mon, training montage.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't have the Rocky Balboa music playing during it.
1: Oh uh, the music had nothing to do with it.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, all right. Um I I like this episode in in, in many senses because I, I you know I, one of the things I've been pre, uh just delighted by on on this show and the series so far has been uh the character development for 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 Bucky and for for Sam in particular. And uh this episode I thought was was really good at uh, at kind of having these characters kind of crystallize on um you know not only like who they want to be, but who they actually are and who they can be going forward. Um, uh-huh. I thought they had a lot of, each character had some really nice moments on this episode, and and that that really that really made this episode uh, quite enjoyable, despite the fact that it was not the you know the most action packed episode of the series by far. Right. The. Um, well, uh, let's—I mean, let's go into the opening because uh, you know, kind of like what we, we we sort of speculated. Uh, this episode did pick up pretty much right after the the closing events of episode four, uh, mm-hmm. with with a confrontation between John Walker, Sam, and Bucky in a warehouse. Right. How'd this work for you? Uh,
1: I really liked it. Um, I liked the the setup of it from, from the beginning, I really enjoy that shot of John alone. It's a wide shot and it's John alone in the warehouse by himself. And he's very small and he's huddled behind the shield. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's an image that, that we've seen in the comics quite a few times. Um, You know, it just, it just put us right in, in John's, Shoes, kind of where he's at mentally, and and sort of how isolated he is, and, and how he feels, um, and then the progression of the fight itself, I, I I really liked. I thought it I thought it did service to to all of the characters involved.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that, and you know I I liked. Staying very much in, true to his character, I mean, you know, Sam trying to talk him down and and trying to to get him to come to his senses here, and and not escalate things. Yeah. But uh, we we see John very much as a as very damaged at this point, and 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 his mental instability kind of kind of coming through. Right. And and uh, um, I, you know, I couldn't help but think of, <laughs> I couldn't help but think of 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 uh, Endgame. I'm sorry, not Endgame, but Infinity War. When, when they're trying to rip the gauntlet off of Thanos' hands. It's kind of like that scene was playing out again, this time trying to rip the shield off of uh, uh, John Walker's arm. Okay,
1: yeah, I can see that. I definitely, I, I didn't pick up on that. It's been a while since I've seen Infinity War, but yeah, definitely uh, reminiscent of that.
0: Yeah, I, I really liked the fight scene. I thought it was a lot of great action in there. A lot, of, Like you said, it serviced the characters, each of them. Uh, it, it, it seemed to be like the first time to do that, that, uh, Bucky and 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 uh, Falcon seemed to be kind of on the same page. Like the, it was much more of a of a togetherness in the way they fought.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially towards the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. And and uh, I mean, it was and I, the intensity of the fight I thought was was really really great. I mean, and John Walker again showing that kind of like mental instability. Like he's going for kill shots on these dudes with that shield. Like he's going to bury it into, into more people's faces.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was you know, like he's about to you know, he's he's on top of Sam and he's about to do it do the same thing to him and that's when that's when you're just kinda like, Ooh, that's that's definitely way too far.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, this You is... know, the
1: flag smasher guy maybe you could be forgiven a little bit, but
0: this, uh not so much. Well, and I like how you know even before they get into the fighty fight, um, you know, Al Sam's like willing to give him like the you know like hey man heat of the battle you know we, you know we we can still like we can write this you know maybe your record's gonna gonna save you here, um, but yeah like at that point I mean Walker's got to know what he's doing and he, at this point it seems like he's trying to like he's gonna kill these dudes to get out of the situation he's in.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't like he definitely knows what he's doing, but at the same time you know it's i feel like it's very much the the serum has kind of driven him a little bit mad
0: yeah i think so i also think i also think he doesn't understand uh the responsibilities of captain america you know we we see a little bit of it you know going going forward a little bit when he's at that that congressional hearing or that senate hearing whatever it is it's not a senate hearing. Right. you know what i mean but he's but he's before that kind of like that tribunal and yeah. and and you know he's he's you know, he's very much saying, like, I am what you made me to be. Um, But in this case, I mean, you definitely feel like he he doesn't understand what it means to be Captain America. Right. You know, he might be a great soldier, but uh, being a soldier and being Captain America are are not the same thing. Yeah, and I think,
1: um, you know, part of me also wonders how much of that is still kind of, the serum having its effect on him like like just how much damage has it done to him mentally because you know at least the the image we get of John Walker before all this you know he strikes me as a very human individual who recognizes that being not only being Captain America but but being a soldier is more than just following orders you know, mm-hmm. so, so so because of that part, of me, wonders if this is still like the, the serum having sort of like longer term effects
0: on him. I mean, it's, it's definitely a possibility. I, I, I wouldn't rule it out. But I also don't know for sure if if um, if he's just mentally capable of understanding, like what that role actually means. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. You know, and and to be fair, I mean, we we don't really know how much like what the public perception of of I mean, okay, we do know the public perception of of C. Rogers Captain America, but like, how much do they really know about him as a as a character? Because you got to remember, like those final years, you know, leading up to Endgame, like Captain America was a fugitive. Captain America was on the run. Captain America was you know doing his own thing and and you know operating against the U.S. government in a lot of senses
1: right and that you know that
0: that's part of why i find the whole
1: adulation and, and monetizing of this new captain america to be kind of strange uh just you know because before in, in one of the episodes we talked about you know i even said like why like why do we even need a new captain america you know why is it necessary because like you said steve was a fugitive for those last few years. So, is it really that well, big of a
0: deal? You know, it's well, it's one of those, those. One of the aspects of the story that I thought they might go into, uh, but they really haven't at this point. But uh, I mean, in the in the comics, you know, one of the reasons why Walker was made Captain America was because they thought they could control him better than Steve, who was you know very much single minded in in his uh, his wanting to do right. You know, what, no matter what government said, no matter what policy dictated. Um, so. One of the reasons, one of the many weird reasons that Walker was Captain America, and going back through that storyline like I have been a little bit, it's like, oh man, there's some weird stuff in here. It's still really good, but it's like, wow. <laughs> but I mean, basically, he was being led around by the nose and kind of being, you know, he was enforcing policy for the this group that was in charge of him in the comics. And I thought there might be more of that with the GDC or the GRC, uh, but they never mm-hmm. really got into that at all. They kind of left that alone and, and they let Walker kind of like, uh, spin out on his own.
1: Yeah, I wish I wish we had gotten some kind of sense of that, um, but you know, maybe, maybe they're trying to leave a little bit of wiggle room for uh, for audiences to to interpret it how they will.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't think that's a, a bad thing, and it's you know it's possible this this GRC might have some kind of role to play in future Marvel shows or movies even. I mean, like this may be a bigger deal than we thought because. I mean, let's 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 kind of get we'll fast forward a little bit to John Walker's, you know, at, at the end of his uh, hearing where he, yeah. he basically gets to go free for murder, which he should be pretty thankful for. Uh, but he's stripped of title, rank, privileges, all that stuff. Uh, and rightly so. Don't get don't get it twisted. Uh, but then yeah. then he is he is approached by Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> what do you think of that? When she first showed up, I was like,
1: is that Julia Louis-Dreyfus? And it was. And uh, kind of a fun scene. Um, you know, she was good in it. He was good in it. and.
0: Uh, did you know the character? Did you remember the character that uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was playing?
1: No, I didn't. I, I know she said, call me Val, and it was something Contessa.
0: Yeah, yeah it was, it's Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. And she is from the comics. She's a pretty significant character from the comics. A uh, long ally of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury in particular. Um, but in more recent comics history, uh, made, a, made, a, made, a, made a bit of a, a heel turn. Uh, revealing that she was uh, a Russian sleeper agent and she actually became Madame Hydra. And uh, worked with Leviathan to overthrow and destabilize the world. So <laughs> I don't know what version of the character we're going to get this time around, but she might be a character who does have a uh, different agenda for John Walker. Certainly seems that way. Uh, and I'm very curious what that agenda will be. And like, how much more have we, like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm really kind of stoked that Julia Louis-Dreyfus deems like a Marvel show something that's worth her time. <laughs> like, I really like that.
1: I mean, yeah, it's cool for her to show up. I, you know, I don't know why she would, she would see it as as less than.
0: Uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's, I guess it's still, it's still surprising to me, um, that, you know, all these like Marvel gets all these crazy big name people to come be their movies. It still blows me the way that Robert Redford was in a Captain America movie. So I mean, well, and Avengers too, actually. Now that I think about it.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, you know, the bigger the bigger name actors and, and whatnot, I, you know, Marvel's been around for 13 years now, and it seems to only be getting stronger. So, you know, I I think a lot more actors are are willing to to come on board. I mean, and, you know, there are a lot of actors who, you know, they they look at it as, you know, hey, like, this is my paycheck so that I can go make my, that's not to put it down. With that this is their paycheck so that they can go make their, their art house film as
0: well. Yeah, no, very, very, very good possibility. Uh, and so, since we're talking about John, um, and I don't want to forget, I do, like, let's just talk about the, I mean, because this is kind of like the last time we see John. He gets Contessa's uh, card, which is blank. <laughs> it's you know, right. solid white and solid black on each side. And he's, he, <laughs> so clearly it's like some kind of, it must be some sort of spy craft, I would imagine, which I can't wait to see what it, how it turns out to work. Um, but, uh, uh, that's pretty much the last we see of John., Oh, well, no, we do. okay. We do have John see him a couple more times. Yeah, we do see John with Lamar's parents uh, basically lying to them, and I can't tell if he's lying to them for his benefit or theirs. I think both. That's what I took from it. Yeah, a little bit of both kind of trying to ease his own yeah. conscience by saying he got the right person.
1: Well, I think one, I, I think he's trying to give them closure, and I don't I don't think he I, I don't. I don't think he's trying to ease his own conscience. Like I, I think he knows he screwed up and he's he's mad about it. I think he just he doesn't want to admit it because he he's just holding it inside and waiting for that moment that he can kill Carly, and and then you know it'll be kind of a, a catharsis for him.
0: Yeah, I think that makes a, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and 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 his. I, I I liked the emotion in in that scene, you know, uh, from Lamar's parents and the way that, the way that they're they're talking to John, you know, I I liked I liked a lot of that scene. I, I again I want to reemphasize. I think Wyatt Russell is being really great in this role, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, you know even if it, even if they just keep him as a villain and he doesn't get like a redemption arc at some point, uh, I I, th- I think you can't you, I think Wyatt Russell's performance will be insanely memorable. It, w- whether it's Something that keeps going, or, or this is the end of the road for John Walker.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that, and um, no, I I certainly hope we do get get to see more of him. I I think it, I think it would be a real waste.
0: What do you think is going through his head when he's walking after he leaves Lamar's parents, and he's walking down the street, and he sees that that uh, that banner of him as Captain America? Do you think that's just setting him off even more?
1: I think it makes him angry, but. I don't know. I, I guess I I just, I just hold to this idea that I think John Walker is is a good person deep down, and I, I think he sees that, and I think he knows he fucked up, and he hates himself for it.
0: See, but th- I, that's the thing I kind of wonder about, and I you know maybe we'll get a little bit more on this down, later in, in the next episode. But like I, I I'm very curious if does he know he fucked up or does he know he got caught, and and he's and he's upset that people are that he's being treated this way you know, like like Captain America should be above reproach sort of situation. I
1: honestly, I, I, I think it's a mixture of all those things. And I think like right now, the prevailing thought and feeling is that he shouldn't be being treated this way. But I think there is that part of him that, that knows he screwed up and, you know, it's his conscience and it's nagging at him. And, you know, I, I at times, it's going to be louder than, than the other part of him that, that says, like, no, you were Captain America and you were mistreated.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I – I think you have an interesting opinion on that. I'm not sure I agree 100% just because – I I don't know. He's Like I said, I, I sort of think he's – thinks that as Captain America, he's sort of above the law. And when he's yelling at those people uh, during his – during his uh, what would have been a court-martialing, I suppose, you know, and he's like, he's like, I am what you made me to be. I thought that was all very interesting stuff.
1: No, I thought it was interesting too. Um, no, no. I mean,
0: I'm just saying, like, we're interpreting it a little bit differently, and I don't know if any either one of us is right or wrong. I just think I think it's neat to have different different opinions on it.
1: Yeah, no, because the thing is, is like, I a part of me wonders, kind of, in the next episode. I mean, I, I think in the next episode, I'm wondering if something is going to happen that is going to drive that point home to him that you know. I think he's good. We're we're going a bit ahead here, but I think he's going to see Sam as Captain America and kind of realize just how he screwed up and and what Captain America is supposed to be. Whether that's at like the last minute before he dies or whatever, I don't know. But I I think that moment of clarity is coming for the character.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see that. I mean, uh, I I. Uh... Again, I've been kind of going through this thing all week long with, with John Walker where I, I've sort of been questioning my memories of this character because I was like, this guy, like, led the West Coast Avengers at one point. Like, like U.S. Agent was a legit hero, but kind of going back through more of, more of like, Marvel's recent publishing history, they really seem right. to shit on that character a lot. And I was like, I wonder if that's just the new status quo for this dude. He was, like, second-rate Captain America with, like, borderline racist tendencies, maybe overt racist tendencies, depending on who's writing the book. <laughs> and' I'm just oh like, really yeah it's it's i mean and he again, he did start off as a villain in his very first appearance. he fought Captain America as like the super patriot uh you know he's just he wanted he was like more patriotic than Captain America, and he wanted to like take his place or something because he was okay. like, he's like the truest of the true patriots, i guess it's it's again, there's some silly stuff in 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 well, I don't want to say silly, but it it I may mean, it's be a product of his times, it's, it's interesting. Okay,
1: yeah, because, you know, that's the thing, I, I haven't read that much with, with U.S. Agent, um, like we discussed, but the, the U.S. Agent I did read, the little bit that I did read was back when he was the leader of the West Coast Avengers, and, and he was a legitimate hero, so I don't know if they're, yeah, like you said, I, I don't know if they're going this, this other direction to just make him a heel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and so I mean, you know, since we're talking about John, let's go ahead and close it out with with that with that with our first mid credit stinger of this of this series, uh, and that is uh, John in qu- a questionable mental health state. He did not. He looked a little out of sorts, honestly, <laughs> putting his own shield together, and he's like doing all kinds of spot welding and and putting his medal of honor, uh, you know, onto the thing. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely think he's getting unhinged. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, like, I kind of love it.
0: What do you think that shield's made out of? Steel. <laughs> he, just, he just, like, went to Home Depot and was looking for stuff?
1: <laughs> I, I mean, it looked like he was in, like, a garage or something like that. You know, he's not going to have access to vibranium or something like that. Like, I think he's just cobbling together the best thing that he can, and he's still going to be Captain America in his mind.
0: Yeah, no, exactly, and and uh, you know I think we're gonna get some, 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 something of a recreation of that uh, that classic uh, Captain America. I think it's issue three hundred and fifty, where it's the Captain versus Captain America, and the Captain is Steve Rogers, but in what would become the U.S. Agent uniform, basically that that black with the with the page with the flag on the chest.
1: Was it black or what? I thought it was like navy blue.
0: I thought it bl- I thought it was black. Oh, all right. I don't know. I mean, I don't, You know, it's hard to. T- I'm pretty sure it's black. I'm, like, 100% positive it's black. (laughs) All right. Black was cool back then. Remember, everyone wanted a black costume like Spider-Man's back then.
1: Yeah, but I also remember back then, you know, in order to draw black, they always had to make kind of, like, uh, blue outlines around, you know, like the contours of the muscles. So it always had kind of like a bluish sheen to it. No, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. and given the flag, the flag, the the fact that the U.S. flag is navy blue and not royal blue, as is always depicted in Captain America, uh, it just kind of makes sense. There would be navy blue to me.
0: <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I you know I'm willing to be stand corrected. Depending, I my like I said, my recollection is that it was black. But like you said, it could have been like that coloring issue. So what do I know? Yeah. Um. Let me talk about. I really I, I liked this scene, but ultimately I was disappointed with the outcome, and that would be the end of Zemo's arc in this in the story. I really wanted him to do something cool, <laughs> and I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get an explanation about the mask. He only wore it for like three seconds. You know, there's not they they just kind of teased us with with, with Zemo osity
1: Yeah, and you know I I think I think that was the the right decision because i you know like i he's going to wakanda somehow he's going to get out of wakanda i would imagine so i just think that's gonna that's gonna make things even even more interesting and you know i can't like that's one of the things from the show like i I can't wait to to see that evolve
0: yeah no no no. like i I, I guess it's a nice scene between zemo and, and bucky uh, and, and it has a lot of, of resonance and, and, and emotional import for Bucky's character, especially when he does, you know, when he doesn't kill him, when he, you know, just pulls the trigger in an empty chamber, uh, yeah. intentionally so, kind of showing Zemo that, you know, Bucky is more than the Winter Soldier. And then I, I liked the part where uh, Zemo tells him how he crossed his name out of his book, and that they're they're good, don't you know. He doesn't hold any grudges or anything like that. I I I really liked the scene. I thought it was a, a great scene between two great actors. I I just had I guess I had kind of uh, uh, built up this grandiose plan for Zemo to, to to escape from this and mastermind something next. Yeah. You know, and I because uh, you know, back at the beginning, you know, we we openly speculated that you know is Zemo pulling the strings in this show? Is is uh, right. is he the power broker? Or is he manipulating the events somehow? Did he orchestrate his own escape from prison? To get to this position. Right. And it was none of those things. And, uh, you know, again, I, th- I think I, maybe I, in my own mind, I just I, I amplified Zemo too much. Yeah, well, I'm, but, you know, I mean, hey, you never know.
1: Just because he got caught by uh, the... What are they called? The Dora Milaje?
0: Yeah, the Dora Milaje, yeah.
1: Just because he got caught by by them doesn't necessarily mean he, you know, he wasn't pulling at least some strings. But... I mean, I think you're right. I don't think he actually was, but
0: yeah. And, and again, that's that's in a, in a very stellar episode with very stellar acting. And like I said, I have enjoyed the character development so much on the show. I don't have a real complaint other than the, like I was like, oh, I wish he was more Zemo-y. <laughs> but that you know, I'll I'll be fine. I'll just I'll just cue up that that Marvel loop of Zemo dancing for an hour, and that'll make me happy.
1: Yeah, nothing says Baron Zemo like. The dancing.
0: <laughs> I so badly hope that Marvel will release the outtakes from that scene. That's what I really want to see. Well, you're gonna have to buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> you think it'll be on there? Yeah, that's how
1: they'll get you to buy the Blu-ray. They won't put it out any other way.
0: That's a that's probably a really good point. But I mean, you know, you two pirates, they'll get it, they'll get you. They'll get you.
1: Okay, so we're supporting pirating on this
0: podcast um just n- you know not really but sort of <laughs> i'm just saying the pirates I'll, I'll leave that the, to you. i'm just saying the pirates exist they will do or do not whatever they wish and uh, this podcast has no influence over it <laughs>
1: that's what you want people to
0: think <laughs> you're right much like sharon carter i am the power broker no, much like Baron Zemo. <laughs> well, listen, let, let's—I mean, let's talk about Sharon Carter. She got another, another four seconds of screen time this week. Um, yeah, good for her. Did did they? I mean, did they reveal that she's the power broker? I mean, it certainly feels that way. And I was like, it's like, wow, that must have been like one of the most underwhelming reveals I've seen in a while.
1: Well, I mean, they'll probably—I feel like they'll make it more official in the final episode. They'll have something with her,
0: but. Well, and and I guess my question is if she is the power broker and and she's been the one after Carly and the serum all this time, why is she all of a sudden helping them by breaking Batrock out of prison and and sending him to aid them?
1: Um, We're going to have to wait and see. I mean, why would she do that anyway?
0: Well, I mean, she was after them when they had the serum. So, I mean, I guess it's possible now she's trying to figure out how to get control of them since they're the only super soldiers she, she, she would be able to get. Her hands on since she can't make her own. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe it's again, a double and, cross, maybe. and again, we're assuming that Sharon Carter is the power broker at this point, because that's right. kind of sort of seemed like what they were saying.
1: Yeah, well, again, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that that was like the official, the official announcement. If it was, whatever it was, I think we're going to get further explanation in the next
0: episode. Yeah, I, I, I sure hope so. At least, I mean, it's got to come to a head uh and we you know we got the one episode left so uh, you know they don't they don't have to give us all the answers but a, f- a few would be appreciated yeah but i mean it could be that batrock is just like a double cross like he'll
1: turn against carly and and the Flag Smashers.
0: i mean yeah yeah oh 100% i mean yeah, he, he ex- i think that i don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all i think that's actually uh very likely to happen right you know like if I was if, if Sharon's the power broker and she can't control Carly and the Flag Smashers, then kind of like no one will. Right. Is sort of where I'm thinking, and then, and then that you know Batrock comes up behind him and blows her brains out, or just leaps her to death, or something. It should definitely leap her to death. <laughs> well, he has Batroc to leap her. That's what he does. He leaps. Yeah, I was happy to see him back. I was too. I, you know, I, I, I really get a, I, I used to, you know, I'm not a big UFC guy anymore. But I used to, when I went, when I did enjoy UFC. Uh, Georges St. Pierre was, was one of my favorites. I always liked him a lot, and so I like okay. seeing him come back in, in these roles. And uh, you know, I was delighted when he showed up the first time in in Winter Soldier. So seeing him come right. back on the show has been nice.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, you got to support the, the the you know French Canadians, right? They're they're our friends. Our neighbors to the north? Yeah. yeah
1: indeed, they are.
0: <laughs> Him and uh, Vincent Lee Cavalier are all of our best friends. Uh, I don't know about that last one. Martin Bordeaux? Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what did you think of Again, uh, Carly didn't have a lot to do in this episode, but what did you think of them and the Flag Smashers? I mean, they just strike me as a bunch of real jer- jerks. Real, but you're real jerks. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, uh, you know it, just, uh, it just cemented in my mind, uh, you know, John Walker at the end of episode four. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. He's part of this organization. And, you know, Carly, Carly is clearly,
0: uh, you know, she, she's made that turn. And she, she's made peace with being a criminal. When you, when you called them a bunch of jerks, you reminded me of Don Cherry when he called the Carolina Hurricanes a bunch of jerks. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> I, I don't know if i go that far. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, Car- Carly gets like... The, the, we don't really spend t- a, ton, a ton of time with them until the end because we're setting up the events for the for the finale when they take the GRC council hostage. And right. they have a a, a a very large network of, of people... Uh, following them now you know they they are very good with technology they have that little flag smasher app or whatever that they use that signals everyone is like hey now's the time to do shit yeah flag smasher app available on ios (laughs) yeah get it from the apple store right now and you can you can go and loot places all over the country yeah i don't know i i i I always find it funny how the use of technology in some of these things, but it, it, it's very Marvel. I get it. It's fine. I'm got. i I'm not criticizing it in the least. I just thought it was interesting. Right. Uh, what did you think? Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about it necessarily, but what did you think uh, in the battle with Walker and Bucky and, and, and Sam at the beginning there, um, when John rips the wings off of uh, of Sam's suit, uh and he just kind of like abandons it. Yeah. Do you think that was like a big statement at that point? Like he knew he wasn't gonna come back to be the Falcon? Was that sort of like symbolic of the death of yes. the Falcon? Yeah. Uh, 100%. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure I brought that up. Uh let, let uh, obviously one of my favorite parts of this episode and I think one of the reasons why the episode has this this name is is paying homage to uh the, the truth comic. That that inspired the Isaiah Bradley character that that spawned the Isaiah Bradley character, uh, and again I absolutely love the scene, uh, right? With, with with Sam and Isaiah, uh, just just I mean just wonderful acting. I I, I love that dude so much. <laughs> what did you think of that scene? Yeah, it was good. I I enjoyed it. Did you? I thought it was a solid scene. I thought it was very well done. What what did you take away from it? you know, as far as, like, what he was saying to Sam about about a, about a black man being Captain America?
1: I, I took from it that, like, given his experience, a very understandable point of
0: view. Right.
1: You know, but I, but, like, Sam said, you know, things have changed, and uh, Isaiah obviously doesn't think so. Sam being his own man does think that they have that that they have changed, and you know his becoming Captain America is is um, I don't want to say like going to prove I you know, wrong. That that that's not the right way to phrase it, but
0: you know what I'm saying. I think I do, and and again I want to emphasize like I. I... I, I, just Carl Lumley is so good in this role, you know. I he's just captivating to watch. It's a fan, fan, fascinating scene as he's kind of recapping everything that's happened to him uh, since he got a super soldier serum that worked. You know, again, he was experimented, experimented on. He didn't know what they were injecting him with. This just turned out to be what happened. And and the it, you know he he describes a scene. Uh, you know his his. Comrades, his his brothers in arms being taken prisoner, and him storming a POW camp, very reminiscent of Steve Rogers in the first Avenger, except this time around, instead of being applauded for his actions like right. Steve was, uh, Isaiah is is arrested and, and taken to prison and experimented on, and and made made to be a guinea right. pig, and um, so you, I mean you definitely understand like I, I I think that was very intentional, you know two sides of the same coin sort of situation Steve and Isaiah right and, and uh, you know obviously you feel his pain like you have you're like you can't not feel his pain he, he has such incredible emotion right. in the ce- scene in the scene uh lumley acts his face off in this and you definitely understand his perspective when he yeah. says that you know no, you know they will never accept a black man as captain america mm-hmm. and the, the the real stinger i think is is what he says after that when he, when he says that and no self-respecting black man would want to be captain america right and um oh, go ahead
1: you know i, I mean i think it was, you know it, given his experiences it's a very understandable point of view and um you know, but but Sam has his point of view, and you know his his ascendancy to the sort of mantle of, of of Captain America should then be representative of sort of the the best values of America, you know, sort of manifesting themselves.
0: Yeah, and I I like the idea that Sam thinks he can be. The one to help bring about change in, in in that way, I think that shows Sam's optimistic and hopeful view for the world, and and I hope that is something you know I like. Lo- like I said before, when when we first introduced Isaiah, I love that Marvel might be able to start exploring the the topic of race within the Marvel universe, uh, and I think Sam and Isaiah are, and and through the the filter of of Captain America through the title of Captain America, I think that's an inter- really interesting dynamic. And and I, I hope they continue to have the, the guts to go for it. Yeah, I mean, it's,
1: you know, it'll be interesting to see what what they do with it and, and where they go with it.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, I, 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 I think we'll get, like I said, I'm very curious to see how it plays out when, when, uh, when, when Sam's donning that uniform for the first time. That new uniform that the Wakandans have made for him for the first time in the next episode. You know? I I'm really yeah. very curious to see where and how they go with it, you know. Mhm. You know. I and, can't wait to see how it looks. I, do you, do you think it will incorporate wings? That I'm I'm you know, I'm insanely curious about that if that's going to be part of the mystique cuz that, that that was kind of Sam's thing when he was capping the comics Was he's like, well, this was who I was before, so we we're making that part of it too. And I don't know. You know, cuz like we said, yeah. like the wings having that, that torn off seems sort of symbolic of of him losing that persona yeah so yeah I don't know I still
1: i i I, I want it to have wings
0: I do too because I really liked that costume that they designed for him in the comics
1: yeah i I think that costume looks great in the comics i' I'm very curious to see what they do with it here because i I feel like in a in sort of a a, a live action adaptation, it has the chance of looking. Ridiculous. So I'm very curious to see what they what they do with it.
0: Well, and and you know, not to be uh, not to not to like undersell anything or not, you know. But uh, uh the Wakandas made this. He could have vibranium wings. How badass will that be?
1: Well, I, as soon as they said Wakanda, and I was just like, oh, they gave him a vibranium suit.
0: Yeah, I mean, a vibranium suit, but possibly be vibranium you know? vibranium wings if they want to go that route too. I mean, like the whole thing could be, you know, those Black Panther costumes were pretty awesome. Let's put it that way.
1: No, it it's gonna be a Captain America slash Black Panther costume. That's, that's you know that's what that's what's gonna be because, like, look, he doesn't have a super soldier serum. He's gonna need all the help he can get.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong about that. It's it's gonna be really interesting to you see. Know? I can't wait. And I love the way they teased it. I know you weren't a big fan of that montage. I enjoyed it. I liked seeing Sam have to practice with the shield so, and get familiar with the shield. Uh, I li- I liked all that stuff, and I mean, I, I you know, I get it. Like, uh, you know, it, it's probably not Anthony Mackie doing all those flips and twists midair and stuff like that. But it was so fun. Well,
1: one, it definitely was not. Uh, <laughs> no, that, like that wasn't my problem with it. I think I, I think like yeah, you have to have a training montage. Um, uh, the stuff with the shield, I I liked. You know, him practicing with the shield and whatnot. Although I don't. I felt like they could have done a better job showing, like, the progression of his efficiency with the shield. But it was just the fact that it's like he's training to be Captain America just by, like, running and doing some flips and doing some push-ups. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. This guy seems about as ready to be Captain America physically as uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the end of Dark Knight Rises is to be Batman. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> No, it, it, don't get me wrong. Like I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I just I I don't know. The the training montage was was just it was just lacking a little bit for me.
0: I I, I mean I liked it. I liked the idea of, of throwing the shield, but when it starts coming back to you you're like, "Oh shit, now I got to catch it." Fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. There, there there was one shot I even I even flinched when the it was like <laughs> the shield was coming right back at him and towards the camera and like I just jerked out of the way.
0: You know? <laughs> Luckily, you weren't wearing your three d glasses, or you would have been in real trouble, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so we we kind of skipped over it, but um, you know, but after all this action happens, i mean this show does this episode in particular does really pump the brakes and and, and I think it's the, in in service of its characters, so I, I enjoyed it because of all the development. but obviously, you said already you were not a fan of all the boat stuff, but I liked it in the sense that it helped Bucky and Sam kind of get together and get on the same page with everything. And I liked what ultimately happens towards the end of that, of the boat scene basically is, is when they're having the conversation and Bucky's apologizing for not realizing what burden they were placing on Sam as, as a black man in America to to have that mantle thrust upon him. I really, I really liked that.
1: Uh, I, I agree with you. I like where it all led and, and seeing them bond as friends and, and, and colleagues uh I just think the whole thing of like, you know, oh, we're going to get the community together and we're going to rebuild the boat. Uh, it's just all – it scenes like that are always so silly to me. It's, I just kind of chuckled at it. But w- <laughs> but where it led was was good.
0: I find it surprising that you chuckle at that because uh, you are such a, a, a fan of um, It's a Wonderful Life that I would have thought you would embrace it a little bit more.
1: Yeah, it's a wonderful life. It's from the 30s, man. <laughs> it's a
0: like, like, different time. You can't do that today. You're like, your neighbors don't have shit nowadays. <laughs> You're like, they ain't stealing lawn gnomes from, from you. Come on. Asking someone to come
1: help rebuild a boat. That's like asking your friend to help you move. They're just like, oh, you know, I'm busy. Sorry. <laughs> can't do it.
0: Well, I thought it was a really nice scene. I like I like what they were trying to say. Like the you know, in certain areas, in certain pockets around the country, there are there there is actual community amongst people still, and I think that's what they were trying to say. And like this, they're trying to show that this is why Sam is the way he is. This is why Sam has a, a hopeful, optimistic outlook, and and uh, they they sort of reinforce that because I, I think Sam was starting to see, uh, you know, being around, first hearing Isaiah's story, and and everything going on with the flag smashers. I think he was he was seen a very different perspective and it was having an effect on him. But I think being around his family and being around these people really helped crystallize that um he's doing the right thing, you know, he's always doing the right thing and that's important to him.
1: I agree a hundred percent with what you said. I, I know exactly why they did the scene. <laughs>
0: You're just like too much boat. It's just it's just silly. <laughs> I just Good. was I was just mad there wasn't a we're gonna need a bigger boat line. I just that was all I wanted from it. That would have been great, <laughs> but hey, and it's you know, how great is it that, that Bucky's there with his metal arm to help you like tighten bolts and rip planks off of shit? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm sure somebody, I'm sure somebody ad libbed that we're gonna need a bigger boat line, and they just cut it out. They cut it out like a bunch of savages. Oh, how yeah. dare they? Oh, I also liked again when when Bucky's apologizing for for not understanding Sam's perspective on why Sam you know was reluctant to take the shield. I also like Sam and his his tough love approach to, to Bucky. I thought that was really good stuff too by the way. yeah um, I, I agree with you I, I don't really have don't really have much much to add to that Oh I, it, it, it's like he says in, in, in the episode he's like you know you, you do the work and it's you know you, you talk to these people and you it's not about making you feel better and it's about making them feel better. I really liked all of that so much. I was, like, I was like, that is something that not enough people don't understand out there, you know?
1: Yeah. No, that that was definitely good. And, and you know, in that moment, as we've been seeing throughout the, the progression of the show, you know, seeing Sam's approach to Carly and everything, you know, we're seeing just why he is right to be the next yeah. Captain America.
0: Well, and, and just in, in, on another level, it's just so wonderful for, the, for these characters to kind of now be able to see past their differences and, and, and understand each other better and, and be able to help each other in, in different ways that they couldn't when the show was first starting. Right. So I, I really liked the way that the, that their bond has kind of grown and developed and, and uh, just been enhanced. You know, it's, they're not just characters now bound by Steve Rogers, you know? Yeah. No, and they, they make the joke that you know now they're just guys because that the guy that held them together is gone. But it, it, you know it's like it's more than that. They're just kind of downplaying it because they're they're superheroes. <laughs> yeah, you know it was funny
1: like like in that during that moment, um, you know I remember thinking because you know we've we've spent the last few episodes of or some episodes of the podcast talking about uh, the Young Avengers. Yeah, um, and in that moment. I, you know, I was thinking about what we said on the last episode that Steve Roger, old Steve Rogers is probably still out there alive somewhere. And I thought, how great would it be if we could get old Steve Rogers together with Isaiah and we could have the geriatric Avengers?
0: <laughs> Just some old people
1: beating other guys' ass. You
0: know? <laughs> well, hey, maybe, maybe we'll get that when I get my Modoc show.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they can beat Modok's ass.
0: <laughs> just—that Does he be... have one? He's just a big head. Well, I guess, I guess in theory, I mean, he's in a floating chair, so he's sitting on something. All right. Okay. I. <laughs> 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 we can get into Modoc's anatomy at a later time. Okay. <laughs> um, sure. I feel like we hit on everything. Do you think we skipped anything? No, I
1: yeah no, I, I feel like yeah we kind of hit all the all the points all the beats of the episode.
0: Yeah, so I mean we leave the episode. Uh, uh, Sam or Bucky leaves uh, Sam's place in, in Louisiana. He says, "Hey, when you get a lead, call me. I'll be there." Uh, that's when Sam does his his, uh, his you know Rocky esque montage for training, getting ready. Right. The the Flag smashers are in New York. La Rock is uh, <laughs> La Rock Bat Rock the Leaper is helping them. They take it. They they take the GRC council hostage. Uh, looks like bad things are on the horizon. And uh, uh, Sam finally opens his super sweet Wakandan briefcase with his new suit in it, and we don't get to see it just yet because that's when it fades to black. Yep. I'm excited, man. I'm really pumped for for the final episode of the of the season on this.
1: Yeah, me too. Like uh, I was I was excited to see the the new suit,
0: and I was like, oh no, they're just they're gonna cut the block yeah, I mean, I feel like they 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 got to you, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, they did.
0: I was definitely like,
1: I, I think probably the first time uh, watching this show
0: and,
1: and and Wanda as well, like the first time I kind of said like, ah, don't end. You know, like <laughs> yeah, like I I I did want it to keep going, so.
0: Yeah, but I I I I think the thing I thought the thing I thought when when they when they cut where it did I was like I'm kind of glad they cut it there because if I got to see him in the suit and then the show ended I think it would have been more upset. I'd be like, "No!" <laughs>
1: yeah, and I mean, I think it it also, you know, it'll it, it detracts from that's part of the excitement, you know, they want to hold that that excitement over the course of a week.
0: Yeah, well, you and know. you know, what kind of dramatic reveal are we going to get for it, too?
1: Yeah, I mean, that will be the thing. Um I hope it's like I said, I'm I'm a fan of the wings. I want him to have some red, white, and blue wings, and I, whatever's going on, I want him to kind of swoop into action, and and that's when, when he first shows up. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's 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 still a lot to get to. Uh, it seems like Zemo story's done. It seems like the Wakanda story is done. Uh, we still got the Power Broker, obviously, and you know Power Broker slash Sharon Carter to deal with, if they're connected or not. We now have the Contessa. We have to worry about. She's obviously got something. Walker's obviously going to show up and do something too. Uh, th- there's a lot. Of, there's still a lot of balls in the air in this one. Can't wait to see what they do. Yeah, I think
1: the Contessa stuff will be saved for some future project. I, I don't think they introduce that character at this point without having a longer term
0: objective in mind. I mean that, that that I guess that will is is a to be determined. Uh, depending on if we if we see something that you know uh, she's encouraging John to go in this path that he's on to build his own shield and uh, you know uh, continue on his in his uh, perce- his self-perceived role as captain America in in uh, in grandeur, <laughs> you know, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I should
1: hope not because she seems like someone with connections and if she's making him build his own shield, then he has signed up with the wrong
0: people. I thought it was interesting, the line that she says where, where she mentions how the S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't technically government property. I thought that was interesting.
1: Well, could it be because because of what we, we talked about on, on the last episode, just the fact that, you know, we don't entirely know where the S.H.I.E.L.D. came
0: from? Possibly. Uh, you know, that could be it, but they, they've never really said that it's not the original S.H.I.E.L.D. either. So, uh, you know, my uh, I would think that you know Howard Stark as a as a government contractor, you know all things he was creating are government property. But what do I know? It's also from vibranium that they probably stole. So I mean the Wakandans probably have a claim on it too.
1: Uh, you know Howard Stark probably wrote some legal loopholes into the contract, and
0: yeah, I yeah, I have no idea. I it'll be I, Obviously, I'd be curious to see if they were ever, ever flesh that out more. Um, and maybe that's something we get to with with the contestant down the road. Whether she is in the next week's episode we find out that she's you know instigating or spurring John Walker on or uh, he's acting on his own accord court, and then the, you know we'll see her cut ties with him. I mean, who knows? I feel like making your own Captain
1: America shield is the act of a madman. <laughs> I
0: sort of think so too. But you know what it you know what it kind of got me thinking uh, um was that what if this was sort of like a path to a different kind of version of the Thunderbolts? you know, Zemo incarcerated in Wakanda, John, John Walker will probably, will probably be incarcerated by the end of the series. And then all of a sudden you get these characters who might get thrown together, you know, in as Marvel's version of us, unfortunately Th- Thunderbolts became like a knockoff of the Suicide Squad, but what if they were f- to find a, a better purpose for them in the MCU?
1: Yeah. And, you know, I've kind of, I've read something somewhere. Someone was kind of
0: theorizing
1: about that, about, uh, all of this, the 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 Walker and the Zemo storylines, kind of eventually dovetailing into an MCU version of of the Thunderbolts, and and you know, that could be great.
0: Yeah, it could be really interesting, really interesting. But man, uh, yeah, let's let's wrap this up, man. I can't. It sounds like we're both really excited to see where the show how how it wraps up next week. Uh, so you're back, you're gonna be back at least one more time, right, buddy? Yeah. All right, we're gonna close this one out with a bang next week. I, I'm really loving the show. It seems like you're enjoying it so far, which is great. And uh, yeah, let's see if Marvel can stick the landing on this one. I hope so. I do too. I do too. Uh, and I'm very optimistic that they will. I, I, I you know, we spent now we've now spent five episodes building to this moment. I, I think they've had uh, their game plan laid out all along, and I think. You know, they probably worked backwards. <laughs> you know, they probably had this moment figured out before they had the rest of the show figured out.
1: Yeah, probably. I think you know the, the show. I think is on a steady upward trajectory. Whereas you know, with Wanda, it seemed yeah, kind of started to dip a little bit around episode six or something.
0: Oh, I. You know, you and I don't see eye to eye on that, but that's okay. Oh, uh,
1: in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. Yeah, no. And like I said at the beginning, you know, I was like. I was kind of surprised how hard they pumped the brakes in this episode, but the character stuff so good that I, I, you know, I didn't feel like it dragged at all.
1: Well, I guess I should say that, like you're saying, they pumped the brakes on it. I mean, I guess technically in terms of plot, they did. I didn't feel like they did because I felt like everything just kept moving forward. You know, yes, like, no, no, no. Just...
0: the story definitely had forward momentum. No, no doubt about that. I, I think I just mean in like in like a kind of grandiose action sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. I, because it, this episode was an hour long, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it didn't didn't feel like it.
0: No, so much good character stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna spend the the weekend watching uh, Sam and Isaiah's scene all over again because it's I, just so good. <laughs> Carl Lumley, so good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bring, back yeah, Bring back Mantis. Bring back Mantis. No, <please don't. laughs> that was a bad show. What? <laughs> Look, I like him
1: as much as the next guy, but no, don't bring back keep him on this show. <laughs> uh, all right, that's probably better. You're right. Which which I just want to point out, this show, since you keep asking, is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: I well I I will never say it correctly, so that's all that really matters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Though. I checked. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate I appreciate you checking on that. Thank you. No. all right let's get out of here thanks for hanging out man we'll talk next week okay all right man. later
1: not necessarily as a team nope we're not that good definitely not we're professionals definitely and uh we're partners co-workers but we're also a couple guys with a mutual friend friends now gone so we're a couple of guys i can live with that.
0: perfect hey there it is that was the conversation what did you think i hope you had as much fun with that one as we did we are just really really enjoying the show uh, it really feels to us that it's it's kind of firing on all cylinders. Even the, even the stuff that um, you know, it, it's it's not flawless. There's there's some uh, execution stuff that maybe uh, could be a little bit tighter. But let's see what happens on on this on this closing chapter coming up, episode six this coming Friday. I mean, they can clean up this power broker stuff pretty quickly. Uh, so so our our critique of it so far may not be a hundred percent fair, but. Uh, Again, we're really enjoying the heck of the show. We hope everyone else is, too. We're loving uh, doing the reviews and the breakdowns, and we hope you're loving those, too. And and thank you so much for listening to them. And I hope we are providing uh, some good information, some good background, some good context for things, and and uh, hopefully helping uh, in, in, in further enrich your enjoyment of the series as well. So that's the least we can do. I mean, we're such big fans of, of everything that... that um, I mean, we're comic book fans. Mark and I—that—that's kind of like our roots. And and while Mark may not be as dedicated to it as I am, still, uh, he still is. He, I, it's still in his heart, and it's still, it's still in his roots. So I love doing these shows with him. It's been a real blast to do those. We're gonna be back very very soon. I think Roger and I are linking back up again on Moon Day, and uh, we should have a new show for you ready get to get ready for you guys then. Uh, so yeah, the content's gonna be cranking out. If you're listening to MandoVision, I hope you're enjoying those. We got some big episodes coming up there that are a lot of fun. And always listen to Beer Night in San Diego because that show just makes you thirsty. And that's a good time. Alright, this is the TomCast Podcast. My name is Tom. You can follow us on social media at TomCastPopcast on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. Remember, we are on all your favorite platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible, and so many, many more. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, and you can spare the time to give us a five-star review. That is so insanely helpful. And you would have my gratitude forever and ever and ever. All right. We'll be back very, very soon. Falcon Winter Soldier episode will continue on Friday next week. We're going to be here for the big showdown, the epic conclusion of what maybe the first season of more? Or is this just a prequel to the next big Marvel movie? I guess we're going to find out. I guess we're going to find out. It's going to be totally worth it. Again, thanks for listening. I appreciate the love and support. And thank you uh, to the official members of Pophead Nation. Thank you to the Aspinel Chody, the Batman at Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the host of the Ringing Ear. I highly recommend that podcast. Check it out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the Evil's Fall circles. The Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Excuse me, the, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. And our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista, Pariah Brewing Company right here in San Diego. I just had one of their lovely beers on the show, and it might be why I'm a little slurry right now delicious delicious stuff all right let's get out of here we'll be back again very very soon before you even know it so ciao babes
1: don't say it don't you say right it left come on great story compelling and rich
0: we're not gonna be fucking sunk this year we a the stanley cup champions